Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is February 27th, 2017. My name is Phil Prosperike. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. And a happy Monday to everyone. I know uh, it's going to be a big week in Orlando with Orlando City getting its first home game coming up. A big week for the Magic and a few days off. An odd few days without games, at least. They, they took Sunday off. Uh, Nikola Vucevic and Jeff Green were over at the Daytona 500. But uh, no games until Wednesday. The Magic will play the Knicks on Wednesday and then the Miami Heat on Friday. A game that was pulled off national TV, but that, that's that's pretty relevant to us. Uh so a busy week coming up as we kind of take a deep breath after the trade deadline and really get to learn who this basketball team is. And in, in the first two games since the All-Star break ended and since the trade deadline, we've gotten a little bit of a better sense of who the Orlando Magic can be or should be or will be. And certainly Saturday's win over the Atlanta Hawks was a big statement of that. Uh, I It's been a long time since the Magic have had a game like sun, Saturday's game against the Atlanta Hawks, where they freaking dominated. And so we'll have a complete recap of that game on today's episode. Also talk a little bit more about what made Saturday's game so fun and what that means for the team's future. And then, of course, I'll close out by talking a little bit about the opportunity in front of Aaron Gordon and what's 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 big for him now uh, after this trade, after the moves that the Magic have made, and now back at power forward, which is a position that... Pretty much everyone agrees he should have been at all along. But let's start with Saturday's game, the Orlando Magic taking on the Atlanta Hawks. The Hawks in a bit of a weird place right now. They took a really tough loss to the Miami Heat on Friday. Still a good team. Still a playoff team. Likely to still be a playoff team at least. Uh, and, and we're still getting a sense of who this Magic team was. Uh, of course, it was just two days ago, two days before, not two days ago, but two days before that they lost a game they should have won. That that the coach was saying, you know, if we want to build a winning culture, these are the type of games that we cannot lose. That 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 just are inexcusable to lose. Up nine in the fourth quarter at home against like a team like Portland, you got to win those games. And so it was going to be interesting to see how exactly the Magic responded to this game and how exactly the Magic were going to. Uh, bounce back and react and whether they were going to stick to a style of play or what they were going to look like. I mean, we're still learning who this team is. It's safe to say the Magic looked really, really good um, in in this opportunity. Really looked good uh, just doing doing basketball things. I mean, it, it, it was no fluke, it seemed, that several players said this game was fun. And it absolutely was. Orlando did not shoot the ball particularly well, 45.7%, but gave up 38.1% shooting. So the defense was on point. They forced 18 turnovers for 26 points. They scored 27 fast break points. You know, the Magic didn't... They got to the line 24, time, 24 times. Uh, you know, had a you know nearly 25% free throw rate. This was just a team that, that was playing loose and free and 
doing a lot of the things that the Magic said they were trying to do for such a long time. And it just felt like the Magic were fully unleashed in a way that they haven't been before. Yeah, defensively, we're really quick, really fast. You know, we get uh, to our spots when we need to get it. Everybody seems to be tuned in. Um, and it's just fun when you play like that. You know, you can get out on the break. Uh, everybody's running. Everybody's filming the lanes. Everybody knows that um, we got two guys in the corner. We got one guy coming down the lane. Vooch can uh, trail and hit three. So there's just a lot of weapons out there when you get running. That was Aaron Gordon following Saturday's game. A 105-86 victory. I can't believe it. I forgot to say the score. 105-86 victory over the Atlanta Hawks. And Gordon's right. It, it truly started with the defense because the Magic started the game pretty good. They, they got up 21-12, to 12, I believe, at one point in, in the first quarter. Gave that lead up, fell down by nine in the second quarter, and, you know, that's kind of been the moments where the Magic have struggled to, to bounce back. But Orlando came back, and, and you got to credit their defense. They were active, they were energetic, and I'll talk about this in just a moment. Uh, they were just getting after it and making it hard for the Atlanta Hawks to operate. And maybe the Hawks didn't attack, you know, there's you know probably some issues, you know, the Hawks are in a strange place right now, too. Um, but Orlando really took it to them. And, and this is something that Frank Vogel talked a little bit about on Thursday's game, going smaller has forced the Magic to be a little scrappier and forced them to be a little bit more, little bit more active and, more importantly, has forced them to be quicker. They are a much quicker team now than they were before, and, and you can notice that extra kick-up, that extra bit of energy from the team. Now, Terrence Ross is a big part of that. Uh, that that Just that extra athlete on the court has helped them you know, dig in, dig in at passes a little bit better. Dig in on ball handlers, get you know, kind of swarm swarm guys a little bit better, and react back out and clo- and closeouts. They're helping each other a lot more. It's it, it's just like this renewed energy. That's the only way I can really explain it, uh, only way I can really describe it. But it still comes down to execution at the end. And the Magic are getting out in transition more. And Aaron Gordon's a big part of that at the four now. He was outrunning Paul Millsap most of the night. Uh, Terrence Ross had a killer game, ten for fifteen shooting, four for seven from beyond the arc. He was getting in the paint. He's got. A really underrated in-between game. This is not so, this is something I didn't realize about him. Thursday we learned that he can actually pass the ball pretty well. He had one assist, but four free throw assists, so five potential assists in that game, or five uh, assists, five sort of assists in that game, or potential assists. I forget what the NBA, NBA.com calls it. Uh, he had two assists in this game too, two steals as well, and a block. Uh, so a really solid game and scoring twenty-four points for the Magic there. Uh, Gordon eighteen point seven for eleven shooting. Nikola Vucevic, 16 points. His rebounding is back up, 14 rebounds. Um, not that it was really down ever. He's just now he's getting a lot more minutes. And, and I think uh, Ibaka was a was an okay rebounder, but Vucevic now is locking down the glass and, and doing a good job uh, as a kind of backstop for the team. I mean, I, I think one of the big concerns that I had was he would not be as effective defensively without Ibaka in there, uh, and that's proving to be completely false. Uh, he's Playing some solid defense, still. he still got his issues. Don't 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 get us wrong about that. You know some of those issues are still there, uh, but he remains a pretty solid defensive option. Uh, Alfred Payton gets to the line for ten free throw attempts, fifteen on his way to fifteen points, nine assists, nine rebounds. Uh, Evan Fournier had a bad game, uh, still found a way to contribute. Uh, I'm not going to say he had a great game. Uh, he he was definitely forcing some shots. Still, he's probably the one guy that's still finding his place on this team now. But Orlando. Got some good contributions from a lot of different players. Even Mario Ozonio. Mario Ozonio is a great example of what's different about this Magic team. Four points, two for six shooting, over two from beyond the arc. He did not have a good offensive game, but Ozonio was as good defensively as anyone on the floor, uh, at least for who he had to guard and what he had to do. Really good at digging on the ball, 
Uh, you know, he didn't. He, that's still a bad habit of his, but he didn't lose his man. He was able to close out uh, and keep his man in front of him. And, and his energy has been really good uh, for this group of late too. And so, it, there's just just so much going on now with this team that's just different. There, there, there's a pick me up about them. There's a, uh, uh, you know, it, it's 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 so hard to describe how different this team is than it was before the trade deadline now. It's just a lot more energy, a lot more intensity, a lot more kind of focus on that end. And frankly, you know, when you win games running away like this, this game was not close. And the Magic took control in the third quarter, up thirty. they went 31-19 in the third quarter, took control in the third quarter, and that was it. The Hawks never threatened. And that's something that has not happened with this Magic team. So to get win number 22, the Magic, quite simply, just put the foot down and dominated the game. It was just a good game overall, man. Uh, we had a lot of speed, a lot of fast break points. And, uh, you know, for the first time in, the, in, in a while, uh, you know, I feel like we had fun. Uh, everybody had fun on the court. I had fun even though I didn't play well. So that's, that's, that's really the positive thing, I think. That is, a, of course, a, a pretty big statement from, from Evan Forney there. Even though he had a poor game, like I said, 2 for 10 shooting, 1 for 6 from beyond the arc, really struggled to get his shot going. Uh, even though he had a poor game... It, it was hard not to leave the Amway Center as a Magic fan and feel very good about this team. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. So why was this the case? What what has really changed, uh, both kind of stylistically and schematically, or, or you know, certainly the roster construction has changed. Uh, and, and, you know, Frank Vogel, I think, said this after Thursday's game, when I asked him about this, because it was very much the same type of deal Thursday, that... The team is playing a very different style, and a lot of it is because they've gone smaller. Going smaller has forced them to be a little scrappier. And there is there are some numbers to, to back this up. Um, when you look at when you look at uh, deflections, which is a stat that, that NBA.com tracks, entering or uh, entering the game or, or uh, entering the game, the magic averaged 13.8 deflections per game. That's essentially, you know, tipping a pass or, or whatever. I mean, coaches have been keeping track of this stuff forever. 13.8 deflections per game is the fifth worst in the NBA. So the Magic were not good at getting deflections. And now, I'll grant you, deflections aren't the be-all, end-all. Coaches like to keep track of it as a stat, as a hustle stat. Um, it can be good and bad. You can deflect a pass and it goes straight to the straight to the guy or you deflect a pass going for a steal you get you don't get the steal. You end up in a five on four. You know that it, it it cuts both ways. But generally, let's take deflections to mean the team is disrupting the offense in some way. Even if the offense eventually gets an advantage from it, the team is disrupting the offense in some way by deflecting a pass, by poking the ball away, by kind of slowing them down in some way. So you know I'm gonna take this as a good thing. In the two games since the All-Star break, the Magic have recorded 19 deflections in each game. In Saturday's game, 
They forced 18 turnovers, scored 26 points off those turnovers, 27 points in transition, fast break points. It, you know, that that those are the raw numbers of it. Aesthetically, watching this team play, they're doing a lot better kind of tipping passes, kind of that's going to generate fast breaks. It feels like a much more energetic and enthused defensive effort. It feels like the team is kind of scrambling around a lot more, getting into passing lanes, creating opportunities for themselves. And that is, of course, a big step forward for this team because Serge Ibaka was, you know, my opinion, Serge Ibaka was fine defensively. He was as good defensively this year as he was last year. Good rim protector, you know, was maybe sometimes a little late rotating over at times. There was definitely a a problem for the Magic there. But so far, this defense has been a lot better. And it's only been two games, so you don't want to read too much into statistics. But it does feel like there's a different energy about the team. And that's where that that fun quote comes in. That's where, where... Kind of what there's what Evan was saying about fun, and he wasn't the only one to say it. A lot of players said, "It feels like we're having fun again." Getting those deflections, getting those those tip passes, getting making those plays does energize a team. It's very noticeable. And with the Magic playing small now, they can get out and transition a lot better. Aaron Gordon has not gotten these trans gotten the transition opportunities he got in Saturday's game in a long time, for whatever reason. And so playing with that little bit more energy, that little bit more of kind of a a pep to their step has taken this Magic team seemingly to another level and has really helped them kind of find something now that they're virtually a brand new team. 100%. That's the style of play that we're going to implement now with uh, the change in our roster. You know, with uh, ball handling fours and um, you know playing a smaller spread attack with uh, with Aaron and Jeff at the four spot, um, you know we're going to be pushing the tempo and trying to be more uh, active defensively to create turnovers to also get us out on the break. And uh, I was proud of how it looked tonight. That was Magic Coach Frank Vogel after Saturday's game. I will get to his other quote uh, from that. Uh, on t- I think tomorrow's episode I'll probably talk a little bit about the. Uh, the magic kind of learning a lesson about uh, speed over size uh, as Frank Vogel essentially he, he said it feels like everyone's in the right position now and uh, that's that's going to be a topic for another day that'll be a topic probably for tomorrow uh, as the magic are still figuring things out and still learning uh, how to play this way but in, in a lot of ways to me this was how the magic were always supposed to play I think when Frank Vogel envisioned this team and envisioned what he wanted from this team. He envisioned a team that played defense, that defense sparked transition, and that transition helped, you know, loosen up the the offensive problems this team had with the roster and the way it was constructed. That obviously didn't come to pass. The defense didn't quite work out that way. They didn't get the deflections and steals that they wanted. They didn't get the blocks that they wanted. They couldn't get out in transition. The Magic were not, you know, probably middle of the were middle in the pack, I think, in fast break points uh, and after, entering the All-Star break. 
it didn't work out that way. And, and I think, you know, while I do think there was some value in Aaron Gordon moving to the three, and I think it has helped him and is helping him now that he's back at the four. I think his attacking off the dribble against even a player like Millsap was much better than it would have been otherwise. But now the team seems to be playing the way it was always meant to. Now the team seems to be playing like it's trying to get deflections and get out in transition. Now they seem to be playing a defense-first style that's getting them out into easy baskets and loose, and kind of fixing some of the offensive problems that they have. And there's still some offensive issues. They, they still get bogged down. We saw that on Thursday against Portland Trailblazers when Portland went small and, and really frustrated the Magic's offense. They couldn't, they couldn't, they were still, they were forcing a lot of things. And I think maybe if they get more comfortable, we'll see them change. Uh, you know, we'll see. There's still, there's still, there's a lot of wait and see. But clearly the Magic discovered something going small now. And through two games, the reviews are really good. Through two games, you have to be encouraged by this team's defense and defensive activity. You have to be encouraged with how the defense generates offense now. And so far through two games, you got to like the Magic going small. And Saturday was, for a home game at least, first time in a long time that, that it felt like fun. And not only that the team was having fun, not only that the fans were having fun, that the game was enjoyable, that the team was having fun. Definitely felt like the team had, had a lot of fun on Saturday. And, you know, if they're trying to win games, that's, that's a good sign. We'll, we'll debate that another day. Obviously, though, uh, the big opportunity in the changes that have been made goes to Aaron Gordon. And undoubtedly, it is a huge opportunity for him now to kind of show what he can do. I'm of the opinion that playing Aaron Gordon at the three was not the absolute wrong thing to do. He had his moments. Let's, we'll give him that. The problem was his shooting never came around. His shooting just wasn't good enough. He still he still kind of struggles, I guess, working off the off the dribble, and that's something the Magic desperately need. And you look at what Terrence Ross has provided off the dribble already. Um, like I said, I th- his his in between game, his mid range game, is a lot better than people I think that a lot of people thought better than I thought they were. It was, and that's been impressive to me. Even the game against Portland where he was missing a lot of shots, he was getting good looks. Uh, getting looks that I'm comfortable with him taking. And so Aaron Gordon then is the guy that's kind of figuring things out all over again. I mean, it's it's got to be tough on a young guy to go from one position to the next, one position to the next, one position to the next, as much as anything else. And Gordon always says, I can do both. He, he seems really comfortable playing both positions. Uh, Frank Vogel has even said there's not really a ton of difference, but there there clearly is. Gordon looks a lot more comfortable offensively in, in the role he's playing now. He's out on the perimeter a lot less. He's not having to dribble as much, which is, I still think, a good thing for him. He's, you know, I, Vogel, I think, said it really well. With, with, with Gordon now playing the four, he only has one layer of defense to, to, to get past. And he can use his athleticism to beat fours. 
Whereas when he was on the perimeter, he'd have to he'd have his man to get past on the perimeter. Then he'd be in the mid range and have another big to get past, and that that's not ideal for him because you know he's ending up taking a lot of short jumpers. You know, there's that that article that came out in five thirty eight a few weeks ago uh, about how Aaron Gordon's dunking is down this year. The number of dunks that he's taken is down. And a lot of that is because he's out on the perimeter now. He's not close to the basket. He's not getting offensive rebounds. He's not around the paint. On top of all that, the Magic fast break's been pretty much non-existent. Their defense hasn't created opportunities for him. That changed Saturday. Saturday, he got out on the break. He had three or four dunks. He nearly dunked on Nikola Vucevic once because Dwight Howard pushed, tried to push Vucevic into Gordon's flight path. Um, you know, Gordon joked that that he made sure to lay it up on, on him there to, to make sure to limit the embarrassment. Um, but there's there's no reason to be embarrassed when you're when you're pushed into your own teammate. Um, but Gordon is doing all those things that we saw him do the last few years. And I, I will continue to say playing him at the three was a fine experiment. You know, maybe you don't want to do it when you're trying to win games. And it was certainly and certainly Gordon's Gordon playing the way he's played the last two games. And even though he didn't have a great scoring game on Thursday, I, I did think he was much more active uh, around the basket, which I think is something that the Magic have missed uh, since moving him to small forward. It's certainly a, a good thing to have Gordon playing this way. The opportunity is still there for Gordon, though, because you know I put that on my, my trade value column. Aaron Gordon is the most valuable player on this team. He's a guy that still might have star potential, and and the Magic have to figure out how to best to unlock that and achieve that. Can he be a pinch post player? Can he get out to the perimeter maybe again? Defensively, he was really good on Paul Millsap. Paul Millsap only shot three for ten for the game. So the defense is still there, and it'll be interesting to see how Frank Vogel works through that defense because Vogel has continued to say it. Aaron Gordon at the three showed us that he is an elite perimeter defender, and we don't necessarily want to eliminate all of that. And I think that's fair. I think that's I absolutely agree with that. And so it'll be interesting to see, say, Wednesday against New York Knicks. How do they handle Kristaps Porzingis and Carmelo Anthony? Do you put Gordon on Anthony, and then what do you do with Porzingis? That's going to be a big question. That's going to be, I, honestly, that's probably the thing I'm looking forward to most on Wednesday. I think that's, I think, I really think that's going to be the most important thing. And one of the most important developments for the rest of the season is how the Magic continue to grow Aaron Gordon. Clearly now they've decided and they're comfortable with him playing the four. Most people would probably say, they should have been doing that the entire time. And I'm not going to sit here and argue that. They probably should have. Certainly offensively, they needed to play him at the four. And by all accounts and, and, and by all observations through these first two games, Gordon is more than capable of continuing his scoring ascendance because he is still averaging a career high in points. But he's capable of doing a lot more. And watching Gordon play the rest of the season is going to be one of the big storylines for the Magic. This is his big opportunity. This is his big chance to show exactly what he can do. And to give the Magic a good idea of exactly how 
they want to use him for however long he's on the team. Certainly for next year. So this is your big opportunity, Aaron Gordon. We'll, we'll see what you can do. I want to thank everyone again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. We have a good week of Locked On Magic for you. Hoping to get a few uh, guests on the show this week, so we'll, we'll so stay tuned for that. Uh, on top of all that, um, obviously a kind of slow week for the Magic. Just two games on the Locked On Magic week, at least. Uh, Knicks on Wednesday, Heat on Friday, so we'll have complete coverage of those games as well. As everything else, as we kind of wrap up the trade deadline, begin looking forward to the final quarter of the season. I've, I've shared some thoughts on what I think needs to happen in the final quarter of the season, but we'll uh, talk about that a lot more, as well as other developments that happen with the Orlando Magic for the rest of the season. Of course, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic, as well as on Facebook, like us at Locked On Magic. You can follow me on Twitter at Omagic Daily, and of course, subscribe to the podcast at at locked on, on locked on search locked on magic on iTunes, Audioboom, Stitcher, and tune in if you can. Leave us a review. We do appreciate all the kind comments uh, that you give the show. You can also check me out on the latest episode of Talking the Game. We broadcast that on Sunday. Um, go to the Step Back and check out the latest episode there. Um, I'll maybe try and provide a link if you can't find it and you want to listen to it. Uh, go ahead. I, I make. I make bad magic jokes on that show uh, that all no one gets except for for me and, and Chris Barnwell. Uh, so uh, you can enjoy that as well. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. I will see you all again tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.